Father God, would you please speak now through my weak and foolish words, that we might see your light and your grace and your glory. Amen. Would you please be seated. It is lovely to see you, and again, I should say as well, a welcome to those of you who are joining us online. Well, we live in complicated times. There is much darkness. Evil is done. There are many alternative truths slopping around. Psalmist said in Psalm 11, verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? People are lost, confused, fearful. There is great suffering, pain, and despair. As we celebrate a new roof, others have no roofs. As we sit in warmth, others have no heating. We face forces that threaten to overwhelm and extinguish us, and we have become acutely aware of our human foolishness, weakness, and deep, deep vulnerability. But this night is a night of good news. It is the news that God has not abandoned us, has not given up on us, but he has come among us. The word became flesh. Those four, four, those four words are shape the foundations of the world. The word became flesh. The one who was with God in the beginning, through whom all things are created, becomes one of us and is of all things placed in a cattle feeding trough. When the angels speak to the shepherds, they tell them that there will be a sign that the child they see really is the Son of God. The sign will be not that the child will be lying there with a halo round his help, head, helpful though that would have been. Not that angels will be chilling in the stable, but that he will be laid in a manger. You see, God comes to us and shares in our vulnerability. He becomes in the shape of a baby, vulnerable to forces that at that moment are actually far greater than him. There's an old fairy tale about an evil ogre. He is magical and can turn himself into anything. A huge giant, a mountain, a dragon, an army. And so nobody can defeat him. But he's also not very clever. And a cat tricks him into turning himself into a mouse and eats him up. Well, the son of God, not because he was tricked, Far, far from it. But out of love becomes a baby. He makes himself vulnerable. He shares in our vulnerability. The ruler of all becomes subject to human necessities. He is a baby. He needs feeding, dressing, changing and burping. The ruler of all, out of love, becomes subject to human rulers and their decisions. 
Herod, to secure his throne, wants to murder him. His parents flee, taking him to Egypt. Of course, that is just the start. It begins with the vulnerability of the baby laid in the manger and ends with Jesus Christ hanging naked on a cross, with them jeering at him, saying he saved others, but he cannot save himself. If you look at many icons of the nativity, and we'll be looking at one of them tomorrow morning at our morning Christmas service, you will see that often the child wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in the manger could indeed be a body wrapped in linen cloths and laid in a tomb. And God identifies himself with those who have no words. There are many times when we are silent because we are not able to speak. We do not have the courage to speak. We do not know how to speak or what to speak. We are simply overwhelmed by the claims and counterclaims, by the fears and the passions. And there are times when we are silent because there are no thoughts or such confused thoughts that we're unable to put anything into words. We're like rabbits caught in the headlights. But God in his love is also with us in our silence. The Son of God, even though he was the Word of God, was for a while with us without words. God has not abandoned us. And for a while he sat with us in silence. Those are often the best friends. When you are really going through it, there are no words to be spoken. And the companion comes and sits beside you and says nothing. And then they get up and they walk away. And it means the world to you that they have been there. Well, God, out of his deep love, he came and for a while he was silent with us. And it's good news because God gives us an anchor, a rock on which we can build our lives John tells us that this child, who this night we remember is born in a stable, is the eternal God. The Word became flesh, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He does not just possess light and life, but he is the source of light and life. He is light and life itself. And he is full of grace and truth. He's full of grace. He longs, he loves to lavish good on us. He's like a good father who longs to see his sons and daughters grow to their fullest potential. To become what they were meant to be. And he's full of truth. There is no disconnection between what he was and what he said. His silence as a baby in the manger and his silence as he stands before rulers before he is crucified, that silence is truth. His teaching is truth. 
His very being, his intimacy with his Father is truth. Truth is ultimately not something, but someone. It's not ultimately about knowledge, what you know, but relationship, who you know. And if we choose to build our life on this anchor, if we choose to secure ourselves on him like a ship in a storm, if we choose to base our life on him, to come to him, to receive him, he will, as it says in our reading, give you the right to become a son or daughter of God. What an incredible, astonishing privilege that you and me, mere human beings, with all our weakness, with our mortality, our frailty, yes, our sinfulness, are invited by God to become sons and daughters of God in intimate relationship with him. And yes, many may feel that it is dark and hopeless. Many may really fear. But the good news this night is that God has given us light. He has given us hope. In that cow shed in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, a light was lit. There had been light. There was the light of the promises of God made at least 2,000 years earlier that one day God would send a Messiah, a ruler, a king who would save us. There'd been the light of the prophets speaking God's words, God's law, reminding people of God's promise, declaring God's love and justice and rightness. There'd been the light of those who were faithful to God, examples of faith and courage resilience of boldness and patience women and men who put their trust in the law and promises of god who live their lives in the hope that god is faithful one of the greatest inspirations in my life has been the example of christian men and women in the soviet union who remained faithful to Christ, even though they faced terrible persecution, imprisonment, and even death. They are shining lights to the truth of the one who is light. But that light and their light was reflected light. Now in that cow shed, the light itself, the source of light, the spiritual sun is born and laid in a manger. And this is a light that can never be extinguished. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. However dark it gets, that light will shine. And so we have the hope that he is with us when we feel most lost. Hope that there is nothing that can separate us from his love, not poverty, not separation from those we love, not war, not exile, not imprisonment, not sickness, not death. Hope that he can use all things to transform us and change us, to bring us to our senses 
to fill us with his love and to give us the words to speak at the right time and in the right way. Hope that he can and that he does work Chuda wonders, amazing things when we turn to him in our vulnerability. Hope that death is not the end and that one day we will see the kingdom of God. And hope that one day the dawn from on high will break upon those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and guide our feet into the way of peace.